it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow. Hello. At CD Media, we are literally the tip of the spear. From Ukraine to the vaccine to Brazil, we've been at the tip of the spear on all these stories early. So if you want to know what's going on in the world early, before the rest of the news catches up, watch CD Media. But you know what? We have to make money. So we do have ads on the sites. But I know people don't like pop-up ads. They don't like ads. It's a problem. I mean, you get them on your phone, et cetera. If you don't like ads, you can sign up for our no-ad subscription, which is a few bucks a month. You get access to all of our sites, not just CD Media, but the Manhattan, the Miami Independent, the Connecticut Sentinel, the Georgia Record, Armed Forces Press, Tsarism overseas in Eastern Europe, and CDM Espanol if you speak Spanish. So all of these sites are available with no ads. So sign up for our no-ad subscription. You can find it on the websites. There's a pop-up and also in the top menu. And, and pay us a few bucks a month. Support free media. Support your children's future. Support the fight against the corrupt media narrative. Thank you very much. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome to Information Operation again. Today we have a, a very uh, important person, uh, Anthony Sabatini, who was a state representative, uh, ran for Congress, and was defeated. But there's a lot of uh, questions over his election. Welcome to the uh, show, Anthony. Hey, thank you. So uh, you're like one of the few voices in Florida that's that's really uh, talking truth to power out there. So let's get right to it. Uh, you put out some quotes on the issues with Walt Disney and the corporation and what may be happening in the legislature. Can you give us your opinion on that? Sure. Well, unfortunately, <clears throat> as it stands right now, it looks like the legislature is really going to backtrack on our Disney bill that we passed in April of this year and give Disney a majority of its power back, namely two major powers, a tax-free status and a regulation-free status. Um, you know, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I don't know how much money was uh, changed hands or what promises were made, but basically Disney is going to get those two major powers back. And we know this because the governor's comms team has put out a press release that said a lot of stuff except uh, about this exact topic. So. You know, well, yeah, they said no U-turns, I think. That, yeah, that yeah. Was so, well, we're not doing a U-turn. We're not doing a U-turn. Yeah. We're not. There's a lot of things we're not doing. But when a, uh, a reporter, uh, a, a news agency like the Financial Times puts a detailed report out about what they think you're going to be doing and reporting mm -hmm. what you're doing, usually you would try to counteract the specific claims that they're making. And right. uh, Financial Times made probably six or seven material claims about what's happening right now and what what the end result's going to be. And the governor's team decided not to uh, push back against any of them. In fact, they just mm -hmm. said, no, we're not doing a U-turn, which quite literally has no actual meaning. We don't know yeah. what they even mean by that. The biggest things is, you know, the biggest questions to answer, are they going to get their tax-free district back and are they going to be regulation-free where the state can't even tell them what to do uh, or regulate them like other businesses? And so it's pretty obvious they're going to get that. Sad. I don't think it's a done deal yet. I think if Floridians stand up and fight and put pressure on these elected officials, uh, they might uh, do another 180 and stick with our original bill. Remember, the bill we passed 
is going to take effect next summer. So next summer, the whole district goes away. This this following June, this upcoming June, right? When it goes away, as long as they don't do anything, it's a win for us. But it looks to me like they're going to try to pass something in the meantime to give to sort of go back on the bill we passed in April, so Disney doesn't have its uh, district discarded. And so, once again, I think the, the pressure is high from the people. It's one of the reasons why I'm out here sounding off, trying to get people to realize that the legislature is now in session and this bill is going to be taken up very, uh, very, uh, very close in the near future. But also that the governor uh, responds to public pressure and that if people were allowed to uh, put pressure on the governor, maybe he'll veto what the legislature is planning to do. We'll see. Right, right. So, uh we put out an, uh, and we've done multiple articles at the Miami Independent on the, the I would call it the Georgia or Florida GOP establishment's refusal really to deal with election fraud. I mean, we've had, you know, they've arrested 20 guys that voted twice or something like that. But and, and, I, and then the head of the uh, election crime unit uh, died very mysteriously. But I mean, he's passed away. So I don't think there's been a, someone to replace him. But why won't the DeSantis administration deal with the substantive issues of ballot harvesting, mail-in voting fraud, et cetera? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, they've done just a tiny bit on ballot uh, harvesting. They've enhanced felonies, et cetera. But they don't want to weigh too much into it. A lot of politicians are just afraid to touch any really controversial issue if it's mm -hmm. uh, in divisive in their eyes with, with people. You know, Florida mm -hmm. gets by in its reputation. A lot of people think we're leading on these conservative fights. If you look at the fights we're so-called leading on, there are things that have double digit, you know, approval with independents, Republicans and even Democrats. The parents rights bill had 70 percent approval across the board. Even Democrats supported it. Yeah. Um, you know, the uh, vaccine choice, super popular. These are all popular bills. The election integrity bill is far more divisive. I think it's necessary that we weigh into it and do more on it. Uh, that's why I filed a bill to ban Dominion voting systems from Florida. Mm -hmm. That's why I've, I've filed a bill to do an audit of the 2020 election. But you got to realize a lot of these politicians that are looking ahead don't want to weigh in on controversial issues. Yeah. And so they just evade it. They'll do the bare minimum and then, you know, act like they solved the issue. That, that's what it is. It's a political calculation. So, I mean, even in Miami-Dade, we're, we're estimating there's 50,000 people that, you know, that not even people that are ballots that are being sent to bad addresses and then being harvested somehow and voted. Um, that's enough to flip any close election. I mean, so it, it's a serious and this is going on across the state of Florida uh, with this vote by mail ballot harvesting issue. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, the amount of absentee ballots goes out way too much. They're easily uh, taken in, uh, filled out by <clears throat> strangers or neighbors and friends, various people who can collect these things and, and use them for their candidate of choice. It happens yeah. in every state, even happens in places like Florida where we've outlawed it. So we need to do more on that subject. I totally agree. So let's talk about the GOP in general. Uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's an election coming up for the head of the party. Joe Gruters has been, uh, I guess, active in some jurisdictions. Uh, some people would say in a way that's preventing new leadership from coming into the party. What, what, what do you think about the GOP in general in Florida? Well, Joe, at this point, is pretty much out of the picture. Uh, he's running for a national uh, position, the RNC mm -hmm. treasurer. He's a CPA, so that's what mm -hmm. he's aiming for. But he's kind of done in Florida. He's not really involved in these RECs. And uh, 
the establishment who is here, uh, who is going to be permanently here, the legislative leadership and various legislators who are very anti-MAGA, uh, very anti-conservative, and very much as grifters, they're inserting themselves in various counties, trying to make sure that establishment choices are leading the counties because the counties, uh, the county RECs, the county Republican parties, if they decide to use the power they have, can be instruments of enormous power, but they've sort of been... Uh, spellbound and, and, and convinced that they should just sit around and be cheerleaders for the elected incumbents and yeah. pushing policies. So I've been involved with uh, some other efforts to flip counties. We've uh, we got some really good people who have taken over uh, in places like Collier County, Lee County, uh, mm -hmm. Bay County, Lachua County. I'll be running for county chairman in my county tomorrow night. And it's part of sort of a statewide effort to uh, make sure that we can flip the uh, state party and actually get some real conservative grassroots leadership in the Republican Party of Florida so we can yeah. be a stronger voice. Fantastic. What are your plans for the future, Anthony? Sorry, I'm on the road and I'm in a cafe. It's a little noisy, but uh, uh, what, are you, what are your plans for the future? Well, the near future, I mean, right now I'm practicing law full time and having a blast doing it, but uh, the near future politically, tomorrow night I'll be running for chairman of the Lake County Republican Party, which is here near Orlando. So I'll do that for a bit and then, um, you know, make sure we're building up the party, recruiting candidates, and most importantly, helping this, put, trying to put the state party in a position where it's pushing legislative priorities. Right now, yeah. the, the party has no voice at all. It, it, it helps get people elected and just kind of sits there and does nothing and shuts its mouth and just moves on to the next election cycle. I think that the party needs to be a guiding board, and I think it needs to uh, help the development of a platform and legislative priorities that would include things like election integrity, you know, constitutional carry, universal school choice, E-Verify, various conservative bills uh, that I think need to be put into law. But the party needs to be the voice for that, because if not, there is no one doing it. There is no grassroots leading it on and so that's a that's a problem right now and that's my focus in the near future then in 2024 likely i'll run for a different political position but in the meantime i'm really focused on reforming the party gotcha uh what, what do you think is going to happen in the 24 election you think DeSantis is going to run i mean my take is i think he would really hurt his political future if he does that because the base is still pretty much behind trump in my opinion what, what's well, your I, listen i support donald trump uh mm -hmm. i don't know if DeSantis is getting in or not i do know this we got to have the party in the grassroots in such a position that no matter who runs for office, we are making sure that our people uh, are, are pushing them. I think that DeSantis and Trump have both been good because they really fear their base and they reflect their base. And the base has pushed them further to the right in positions that neither, uh, you know, might have been willing to take in if the base didn't push them more. So for me, it's about empowering the base. And the party can be the mm -hmm. channel of the basis energy. Mm -hmm. And that matters way more than just, uh, you know, a single individual running for office. Because Trump's running now. DeSantis might run in the future. But guess what? Eventually both will be gone. There'll be new politicians. The thing that matters is our voting electorate, making sure they're educated and postured in a way that they can extract the most important conservative legislative reforms out of whoever's in office. Because yeah. I got a feeling that here in Florida, there's a lot of, in fact, I know so uh, firsthand, there's a lot of rhinos whole, uh, standing up behind DeSantis, ready to run for governor when DeSantis is gone. And I want to make sure that the party and the people are in a position where they can, uh, you know, make those people do what they need to do, no matter who they are. Completely agree. I, I think that's the, 
the election integrity issue is so important for not just the next cycle, but the next several cycles, because a lot of people think some of these in the GOP are keeping this kind of in the back pocket if they need to use it, you know, to prevent MAGA from moving into positions of power. I understand you're going to be at our election integrity subcommittee meeting in January. So look forward to hearing what you have to say there. But um, anyway, thank you, Anthony, for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, good to see you, Todd. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye.